Hello, everybody. Apo Tacos, Invisibles, and K's. The Astros continue to punish the West, whether it's the Rangers, the Mariners, the Angels, or the A's. That's right. And Christian Javier has got K's for days. I mean, you would think we were the Rays, but we're still the Astros and we're still in first place. I'm spitting mad rhymes like I'm a rapper going off on a mic. That's right, because tonight is the best night to talk Astros baseball. Let's get it going, because I'm hype. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we are your daily Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you get your podcast. Um, check us out. Um, Eric the Man Heisman is our co-host. He will be back on Sunday. You can find him at Eric Talks Strohs. Um, on Twitter, you can find him at Eric Heisman on Instagram. So thank y'all for hanging out with us tonight. This is a great game. I wasn't going to do, I was going to take a break. I was just going to say, you know, I, I need the weekend. It's been a long week. I was at the Yankees game. I was tired. We got basketball. We got stuff going on this weekend. But you know what? I could not deny the audience and the people what they wanted and talking about this amazing game. This Houston Astros team is absolutely starting to come into form. I mean, it seems like just three or four weeks ago, we were talking about the struggles of this team and are they going to be able to make a deep playoff push? Even though I think some of us homers like myself had these homer vibes going, oh yeah, they're going to win the World Series every year. But this team just came off a seven and two nine game stint against the Mets and the Yankees. The Angels come in. I mean, the Angels have this history of hitting solo home runs and losing like today. The first inning when Otani hit that absolute tank to right field in the second deck, I was like, oh crap, it's going to be one of those games. Like, well, maybe Javier doesn't have it, but oh my gosh, I could be more wrong. And I'm so thank you that I'm so glad. Um, so thank you, Javier, for proving me wrong. That was awesome. Um, so why, so, um, Arlie's and I'll go and start answering questions early if I can. Why did Dusty pull him? Should have let him finish. He had a 115 pitch outing last game. There's, there's no need to extend him more. He's in a groove, he ends on a high note, and we're going to talk about all the different things that happened. But before we get to Christian Javier and the meat of what he did, let's talk about the, um, offense. We're going to talk about the offense. Then second segment, we're going to talk about Christian Javier. Then we're going to talk about lineup changes and roster moves. And then we're going to talk about some fun facts from this game. And when we talk about Christian Javier, I've got something funny to tell y'all. A friend of mine tweeted out about his son and him and his son were watching the game talking about who he faces and stuff like that. So anyways, yeah, we will get to all the Javier things, all the, all the records he broke. But let's just start this out. Um, Yuli Gurriel turned on a 96.4 mile an hour fastball, low and inside, not even on the plate, hit it 361 feet to get the scoring started. Um, Jake Myers hit a no doubter, Oppo Taco to right field to untie the game when it was one to one after Otani's home run, his first home run of 2022. It was followed by a single up the middle by Chas McCormick, and that was that. The third inning, 
uh, Jeremy Pena reached on an error, and that's when the wheels fell off for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, Kyle Tucker hit a ball 108 miles an hour. It was a single into right center field, but Pena got to third. After Pena got third, there weren't any outs. Pena tags up on a Bregman sack fly to right field. He gets an RBI. Astros go up three to one. Then after that, Yuli walked. J.J. Medijevic gets his first non-home run, and he gets an extra base hit. Both of his hits tonight were extra base hits. All four of his hits are either doubles or home runs. Two home runs, two doubles. And I'll talk about his walk-up song here in a second. Um, And then, so he scored on all those. That scored Tucker, and then Yuli moves to third base. After that, we had Jake Myers hits a ball into center field, scores Yuli and JJ, 6-1 to Astros. And then what do you know? Um, Chaz McCormick crushes a two-run Oppo Taco for an 8-1 to lead. J.J. Medicevic had two hits tonight. They were both doubles. So, again, he's got two home runs, and he's got two doubles. Um, and <laughs> Martin Maldonado also got a hit tonight. He joined the hit parade before he sat down for Corey Lee. We'll talk about that. Jose Altuve got a hit. Hey, you know, I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> Chris Johnson says Brett has to got Brett has Brett has got to be the swaggiest white dude his age. Well, you know what? I appreciate it. I feel every much my age just about every day. Good evening, y'all. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, world traveler, Mr. Sahim, Albert, um, Jay Thu. I mean, all y'all, you know, Johnny Munoz from the from the RGV repping it hardcore down there. Man, Johnny Munoz, what a game, man. What a game. I mean, I don't want to hit on all the fun facts, and I've I've got to stay in line here. So, the hitting was there. The Astros, the Astros collected eleven hits and eight runs, and that's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to do in games like this that you're supposed to win. You need to put up hits, and if you put up hits, you got to score runs. Um, the team that we saw that wasn't scoring runs, I think that team is all but going away. Now, here's the deal: when we score seven runs or more, I looked it up again to make sure I was right. We are 5-12 and 12 in the game after we score seven runs or more, not double digits, just seven runs or more. So here's the deal. The last two games that we've scored seven runs or more, we've actually won. So we're on a two-game winning streak after putting out big runs. So I'm predicting a win tomorrow. The Astros are one way a win from 50. They would be the only other team with 50 wins. Um, the Yankees are at 56. They actually have a losing streak of one right now. So they're at 56 and 21. The Astros are 49 and 27. This series, we can get within a game or two of the Yankees. And I, I want the Astros to have that top spot. I don't want the Yankees to have home field advantage in the playoffs. Let's not kid ourselves. They are still a very good team. Um, no, I'm not jinxing. I'm just telling you the, the last two games that we've played, we've actually, we we're trending up we're trending away from that trend. So I'm all for that. And I think with the swag that this team has, um, you know, Jake Myers is looking good. You know, he's overall, overall hitting well. He was two for four today. JJ Medicevic, two for four. Jake Myers, two for four. Chaz McCormick, two for three. Somebody doesn't want to get traded. Um, Kyle Tucker, two for four. Yuli Gurriel, one for three. Jose Altuve, one for three. Martin Maldonado, one for three. Corey Lee, Almost hit a two-run bomb today to the Crawford boxes. I mean, that ball barely stayed in the yard. He just got under it. It was amazing. I just, I love seeing it. I, I love seeing this. Um, and we'll talk about Javier, whether he should stay in the 
whether he should stay a starter or go in the pen. I have my different opinions. I think after these two games, pulling him out of a starting position and putting McCullers in the starting position when he's not stretched out is not the play. I think more and more, the longer it takes McCullers to come back, the more likely he is to probably not be a starter. Or if he starts, get very few innings. Maybe they can piggyback him. I don't know. I just... McCullers, to me, I would rather get him set for a bullpen role, and I don't think I've ever said that. But I'm more and more convinced, especially the way Javier is pitching. All right? So, <clears throat> the scoring. All right? We scored all those runs. We got it. It was it, it was on Apple TV. It actually wasn't – actually was was – it was a lot better. Um, they're kind of hitting their stride. I know there's been a lot of a lot of like dislike. Katie Nolan's kind of said some things, but I do know for a fact that that the Apple Podcast people or the Apple TV people, I think at least Katie Nolan says that they listen to um, each of the locked on shows for the Astros and for the Angels the week leading up to. So um, you know, I definitely want to have respect for them. People may not like them because they like the hometown crowd, but you're supposed to like the hometown commentators more than the national people it, it would be wrong if you didn't um yes please please hit the like button oh yeah and Paredes, please don't let me forget about him we need to talk about him that was a great that was a great outing for him he needed that he just he just looked so erratic last game maybe he got his nerves back so let's do this let's talk about christian javier Christian Javier is just an amazing pitcher. And before we talk about Christian Javier, I want to tell you all about one of our sponsors, Sports Card Investor. And if you're listening, I'll describe what I'm showing to the people. And I'll try not to make this too long. But I've got here a Corey Lee um, inscripted number 32 pick in MLB draft signed Leaf Trinity 2019 card. Um and I can go to my sports card investor app and I can look up his cards. And I promise you, because he got called up, he'll be trending up. What's cool about the sports card app is it allows you to know when cards are going up or going down in value. Um, check this out. I got a Kobe Bryant rookie here and I can look to see whether he's trending. Even if not, I can type in his name and see how much this Skybox, pre- this, um, Skybox premium rookie Kobe Bryant is worth or... Since he was also called up, um, I can or called up to AAA, I can grab this card right here, Forrest Whitley, um, Chrome Bowman Chrome Refractor, and see if his cards are trending up. And so, um, you know, those are the cards you can look up. They have over 630,000 cards in the app, not just MLB. Every sport, like I showed you, basketball here. Imagine what the I mean, just. Anything, Marvel, Pokemon, whatever. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards. Find great deals. Profit from the hobby you love. Available completely and free on Google Play and Apple App Stores. They basically check the latest values. You can do that of your cards with a 7-day or 30-day chart. Um, an app that features eBay deal deal features just, just for this app. Personal card stories um, of how people are just getting into cards and getting back into it because card investor. So download Sports Card Investor app today, available for free in the Google Play and Apple Play stores, or go to your sportscardinvestor.com slash locked on. Now, someone asked me earlier, hey, are you going to go watch Whitley pitch on Monday? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I am. I want to. I don't know. My plan is to get there Monday. I'm not sure if I will. There's going to be fireworks. It's going to be awesome. So Christian Javier, <laughs> I love when young baseball players observe the pros and they check their dads. Like, you know, as a father, I would tell my son certain things, you know, don't do this, do that. 
And then if he sees a pro not doing it or a pro doing it and failing, he's like, wait, you told me that. So I found a conversation that my friend had uh, Manny on a uh, Twitter. Uh, his son, Jojo said, he said, dad, you always tell me I have to hit the fastball. And Manny goes, well, yeah. Jojo says, if the Yankees and angels can't hit fastballs, how can you expect me to? And this is what Manny said. You don't face Christian Javier, son. <laughs> Jojo said, thank God. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is it right there. That's what it's all about. Like uh, observing the greatness that we saw today, Christian Javier. So Javier struck out his first two batters. Otani took him deep in the first inning. And I was like, oh no, here we go. Then he had five Ks in the first two innings, nine swings and misses. And then he ended up getting 22 20 plus swings and misses. That was through six innings. I didn't even go back and update that number. Um, it was unbelievable. Let's see how many swings and misses he induced. Okay, 23. 23 swings and misses on this evening. He had a forcing fastball. His strike to whiff rate ratio is 50%. He got a career high 14 strikeouts. His last game was a no hitter, 13 strikeouts. According to MLB metrics on Twitter, Chris Navier is the only pitcher in MLB history with 27 or more strikeouts, one or fewer hits allowed in two games. Now, Max Scherzer did it with 25 Ks, but Javier is the first one to do it with 27 Ks. What does that tell me about Christian Javier? His invisible is working. I wrote about invisible. I wrote about his invisible in an article when I was writing for, I believe, Climbing Towers Hill a couple years ago. And it was a pretty good article. I have to, you know, have to pat myself on the back. Um, I enjoyed that. I actually had a series on on Wade Miley. I, I called it the Miley Chronicles. And I actually got a picture of him sign, and it says the Miley Chronicles, Wade Miley. And that, that was a fun series because nobody else was writing about him. But Christian Javier, no one was really writing about his invisible. I'd heard all about it and talked about it. And it's so deceptive because when it comes, if you watch the way he holds the ball in his glove and when it comes out, the batter has a hard time keeping up with what the ball's doing. A lot of times pitchers will show where their hand is and what kind of rotation the ball is getting. What's an invisible? They say it's an invisible because the way the ball comes in, you don't know whether it's going to rise or stay straight, and it rises. But the rise doesn't look like it's rising because of the way it spins and the way he keeps it concealed in his hands until he releases it. So you'll hear things like this. Hitters will say, I see this pitcher well. Like, I see Luis Garcia well, so I hit him well. But when I go against Framber, I, I don't see the ball well. There's some guys you just have have eye to pitcher. You don't really see the ball coming out of their hand well. Um, you know, guys like Corey Seager. I mean, that guy always seemed to have a way to uh, – I'm sorry, Kyle Seager always seemed to have a way to, to like, figure out our pitchers. But Christian Javier has this delivery that really disguises what the ball is doing coming out of his hand. And that's why it's called the invisible. He's top five in home ERA and all pitchers in the league. Um, and he had 12 straight innings with two Ks or more. Okay. 12 straight innings with two Ks or more. It's unbelievable. Um, someone proposed this to me. I, I asked on uh, Twitter, where would you want Javier in the bullpen or starting? And people started, you know, or, you know, um, piggybacking. And like everybody's like, starter, starter, starter. And someone proposed, and I can't remember the guy's name. I do apologize if he's listening. Um, I would give him credit. I just don't, I don't, I can't look right now. 
Um, he said Justin Verlander, Lance McCullers, Framber Valdez, Christian Javier. Okay, that's not bad. But my question is, what if McCullers isn't there to be a starter, and you still have Rakiti, or you have Odorizzi? Do you do you piggyback McCullers? Do you put McCullers in the pen? I just I don't want to put Javier in the pen right now. I mean, he's stretched out. He's pitching out of his mind. It's just one of those things. Um, see, what is this? Hold on. Oh, that, you know, that's funny here. Um, I'll address that. Stace from uh, Locked on Yankees said there's a rumor going around that the Astros are trying to hack the Yankees pitch com. Of course, she says that she doesn't believe it, but she put it put it on blast anyways. So here's the deal. Uh, I'll tell you something about Stace. She's, she's a really cool, legit Yankees fan. And she's a, she's a friend of our show. Obviously, I mean, she's in our she's in our network. But um, there's always going to rumors are always going to come out. Um, anytime we beat the Yankees, the Yankees are going to make excuses. Um, but that's not a that's not a 27 ring championship mentality for me. That's just not. I mean, you can make excuses all you want, but excuses are like butts. Everybody's got one. So go make excuses. That's fine. You know what? We can't make excuses for 21. Oh, we were injured. We know what? The Braves were injured too. We can't make excuses for 19. We didn't complete the job. I mean, we lost both of those. So anyways, um, I digress. But get this. Here's a fun fact. The Houston Astros spent a combined $140,000 to sign Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia, and Jose Urquidy. I just named four players that they signed for $140,000 combined. This is unbelievable what they're getting out of these kids. And wasn't it great tonight to see McCormick, Myers, and Medicevic be the guys, being the heavies in the lineup without Jordan there? I mean, JJ was the DH. JJ was two for four, two doubles. I mean, good Lord. What I mean, what more do we want out of these guys? It, it, was, it was so, so good to watch and see what what they did tonight and gosh the angels are just terrible at pitching yeah he was two for four but man what a game what a game those guys right there i just i just don't know we're gonna do a show soon i don't know if i'm gonna do it this weekend probably won't probably do it after fourth of july because trade deadline is not till august 2nd um might do it at right before the all-star break or right after we need to do a show of of trade targets and trade pieces for the Astros, and we'll be working on that. Um, if you guys want to send us messages or talk to us about and want to add your thoughts in there, maybe you can do that. So let's do this. Um, we're going to talk about Bilt Bar, and then after that, we're going to talk about the roster moves today, what happened. Um, we've already kind of mentioned them in passing. So Built Bar, from the people who invented healthy and tasty, comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You're probably tired of the, um, you, you've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given, have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy, chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Wow, this is brutal. But... <laughs> Stop drooling and listen. They're good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. At Built.com, go there and make sure you don't miss out. All Built Bars are made from collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part of Built Puffs, of course, is the amazing taste. You can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. I love them. I actually had one today. Um, I had a, I had a built puff, uh, 
I believe it was mud pie flavor. Unbelievable. Um, delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to built.com right now and order a box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to built.com. Use a promo code locked 15 for 50% off your order. That's promo code locked 15. All right. And that's enough for the sponsors tonight. So, how did our roster change? Yes, Brian Reynolds is one of those guys people are looking at. Um, someone says in the comments there. Um, so Corey Lee was called up. Corey Lee was called up in response to Castro going on the 10-day IL. Um, I've got some thoughts about um, Jason Castro on the 10-day IL. I have some suspicions that we may not ever see Jason Castro catch in a Nationals uniform again. Um it may be a way of him slowly bowing out. I, I don't know. Like he leaves on a high note. He hits a hits a game winning home run. Um, I, I just don't know what purpose Jason Castro serves. If you got Maldonado to platoon there with Corey Lee and you're trying to get him, you know, at bats under his belt and get him that major league because you're eyeing him to start and you've got Yanir Diaz in AAA as well that, that will be coming up next year. You might as well get him in the fold. Um, so the question is, if Lee is up, does that mean Castro in, ends up either being traded or DFA'd or what? I don't know. I'm, I'm clearly going off the top of my head. I don't have any sources or anything to back this up. It's just, it just kind of seems like it's interesting that he goes on the aisle right after he gets a game winning home run, but you know, whatever. So Lee was not on the 40 man roster. So to get him on the 40-man roster, they had to do something. So they had to move their pieces. Blake Taylor was placed on the 60-day IL with left elbow soreness. Now, he probably has a sore elbow. But you've got to know something about Major League rosters. Um, Blake Taylor, um, not Blake Taylor, Taylor Jones is on the 60-day IL for his back. He plays just about every day down in AAA Sugarland. He's He's hurt, but he's not. He's hurt enough to not be on the major league roster, so they can move pieces around. It's really a chess match. Um, juggling the 26-man, um, juggling the 40-man roster, it is really, I mean, it is it is chess, not checkers. So it's kind of hard to understand. And then Forrest Whitley, who's been on the 40-man roster all along, they've never taken him off, has struck out seven over five scoreless innings and only allowed two hits. He will be in Sugarland on Monday, July 4th, starting for the Sugarland Space Cowboys. It, Edward goes, is Jason Castro injured? Um, here's the deal. Jason Castro, I it said left knee soreness. I have no idea of knowing. I can't say. According to the report, he is. Do I have my doubts? 100% have my doubts. But I don't know anything about anything with that. That's me speculating. Um, and yeah, um, Castro did. Oh, hey. I, I respect Castro. Castro had a time in his career when he contributed. He was a solid catcher option when he was first with the Astros. He did, you know, he did decent with the with the Twins. But at the end of the day, it, it's just one of those things where sometimes guys have to make sacrifices. I mean, look look what the Angels did to Albert Pujols. I mean, think about that. Now, Albert Pujols is a much more storied player than most players. They just freaking fired the dude. They didn't even, they didn't want him. Like the brass at the Angels top, like their top organization was telling Joe Madden, do not play Albert Pujols. Don't play him, right? And so they really screwed him. And then he went to the Dodgers and thankfully got back with the Cardinals where he gets to retire with Yadier Molina, I think is poetic. And just that's, 
what makes baseball special. And I know we all don't like Albert Pujols in Houston, but the Angels treated him like absolute dog crap. I mean, they paid this man hundreds of millions of dollars. He flourished and he did great for the Angels. And then they just like, just kicked him out like he was just throwaway trash. Thought it was really, really bad look for the Angels. But, you know, the Angels front office does not have a stellar um, record with dealing with just about anything. And I'm not even going to go to the other stuff, but they've got a pretty messed up front office. Trout tonight looked really bored. He looked like he was not having fun at all. Um, that guy, the losing has got to get to him at some point. Um, Credit Keys asked, is Castro hurt? We were just speculating. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's batting so bad because he is hurt and he, he probably could be, but it just seems convenient that he got hurt right after a game like that. But who knows? Again, I'm not trying to spread a rumor or create something that, um, create a false narrative or speak something into existence. I'm just telling you my suspicions. So, um, and I will always, I can always stand to be corrected if I'm saying I'm completely out of line and, you know, that's fine. It just, it just seems funny. And I'm not the only one who thinks that. Yeah, no, I mean, last year, Jason Castro was, he was, he was late in in clutch. He was, he was, he was uh, Castro. I called him Jason Clutchstro because it seemed like in late innings, especially in that Boston playoff game, he helped us. I mean, he has, he has helped us. Someone said he, he injured himself high-fiving teammates after the game. Um, I don't, I don't know if you're saying that in jest or if you heard that on a report. But, I mean, let's think about this. Oh, update. I don't know if y'all recall, but I believe, if I recall my, if my memory serves me correctly, I believe I called the Astros to go 16 and 9 in June, and they went 16 and 9 in June. And so, yeah, I don't win anything. I just win the a pat on the back. I actually probably said something else, but I'm pretty sure I said 16 and nine. So I hit that, nailed that on the head. And so at the end of the day, um, the Astros come into this month and dude, it is a fluffy schedule. I mean, it is, it is, <laughs> it is not a hard schedule at all. It's pretty much AL West, a couple good teams, but oh my gosh, let's just, let's just look at this again. I mean, we've got the angels right now and then Kansas city. Oh my God. Like, city really like they still play baseball up there <laughs> sorry no disrespect and then oakland oh my gosh these these teams are just some of these teams are just really bad and i don't know if y'all heard rob manfred said he wants to expand the league by two teams i'm like you got like five or six teams that could move because they're not doing jack squat in their cities or in in their vicinity why would you make two more teams but here's a question does San Antonio need consideration for a team? I know some of y'all listen from San Antonio. Y'all have the San Antonio missions. Or do the Astros and Rangers garner so much media attention that it would be hard to gain any steam for a San Antonio ball club? What do y'all think? I mean, would y'all like three teams in Texas? Um, let's say they were the Marlins for a while where they weren't very good. Um, would y'all want a team to move there? Or would y'all, oh, um, you know, what would you want? You know, I think I think it'd be kind of cool to have a team in San Antonio. Now, I don't think they'll go there, but that would be kind of neat. So for our San Antonio listens, let's get a major league team out there. What, what would they call y'all? I wonder what y'all would be called. That would be that would be a fun, a fun name search. Um, anyways, um, 
So the Houston Astros just maintained this ridiculous commanding lead on the division. The Rangers lost tonight. Uh, obviously, we beat the Angels. We're 12 and a half games up. I mean, the Yankees are 12 games up in their division. and But in their division, they have clubs that are over 500. The Rays in fourth, the Red Sox in third, and the Blue Jays in second. And, oh, look, someone said Corpus Christi. Someone said no. <laughs> the San Antonio Alamos. Yeah, I don't – that doesn't really – like the San Antonio Missions, I like that for the for the minor league team. But there's got to be something else, something else that's like San Antonio. Um, you know, the Alamo maybe, but yes, and we are on pace to win 100 games. Remember we talked about that. Um, ooh, the Rays are looking at San Antonio. The San Antonio Rays, that wouldn't be bad. Or the San, yeah, that that might that might not be bad, but it, it, they could change it to like you know it could be like sun rays and really focus on that sun over the central Texas hills. Look at me getting all all uh, all like sentimental with Texas. God, I love this state. Anyways, um, that's all I got tonight. I'm really blabbering right now, but the Angels walk away, only collecting two hits. That's insane. Anoli Paredes one inning, one walk, two strikeouts. Brian Abreu, one hit, no strikeouts, but clean inning. I mean, just great job. Great job all around. San Antonio Antonios. No, I don't know. I don't think I don't think that would be a good name for a San Antonio team, the San Antonio Antonios. How about the Spurs? Oh, wait, that's taken. Never mind. Anyways, all right. I digress. Our pitching is deep. Our pitching is doing phenomenal. And we have two starters on the shelf still. We still have two starters on the shelf. Like, what is the league going to do when we're healthy? I just, like, July 1st, 2022, 10.45 p.m. If you're listening on July 2nd, H-Town Wheelhouse said the Houston Astros are the best, the best team in Major League Baseball. Period. We're the best. We just beat the two best teams in a nine-game series. And it, it it was like back and forth, home away, home away. And it was not even close. The only thing that made it close were two hits by Aaron Judge. Our starters absolutely shut the best offenses down. You go do that in the playoffs, we can score three runs a game and win. I mean, it's not going to take much. We only give up eight runs to the Mets overall. Really? I mean, outside of that... Seven run game that the Yankees got to walk off and beat us, you know, seven to six, whatever it was. That was the most. That was the most they had. Oh, look at this. We got some more names running in it. The San Antonio Dillos, the San Antonio Defenders. Ooh, I like that. I like San Antonio. The San Antonio Bloomers. I don't know. Is that an ode to the um is that an ode to the Texas Blue Bonnet or the Blooming Flowers and Central? I don't know. The Bloomers, I don't know about that. It sounds like someone's underpants. <laughs> San Antonio Defenders, all I like that. So you heard it here first. San Antonio is going to get a baseball team called the San Antonio Defenders. Anyways, I digress. We all, um, I'm going to have to roll out and out of here. Hopefully, the Astros get another win, get another series win. I may or may not go to the game. If you're on Twitter, hit me up. Say, hey, are you here, H-Town? If I am, we'll meet up fifth inning at St. Arnold's um, like we did this last time. And as well, um, we uh, – we may be, I may be at the game Monday with Forrest Whitley. I don't know. But Sunday, Eric should be back. We should be back together. Trying to get a guest to come on with us. I won't say who because I don't want to blow his cover. But 
Um, we're working on getting Clay Hensley back um, towards the All-Star break. We should be getting some guys like Roe Flow and some other guests back in. If you haven't checked out the Stanek interview, please do. If you haven't checked out the Barry Hill interview, please do. But make sure you subscribe to our channel. Make sure you listen to us and share that share with share with your friends that you listen to Locked On Astros. Remember, we are your team every day. For myself, for Eric, we'll be back soon. And for all of y'all at Locked On Astros Nation, I'm H-Town Wheelhouse, and I'm signing off. And as always, bear me in the H. Go Strohs.